week on Business Brief, we'll hear about how Kansas City's love story with Taylor Swift will continue in 2024. Then we'll take a look at efforts to help companies reduce waste in Southern Missouri. Welcome to Business Brief, Missouri Business Alert's podcast focused on the business news and issues shaping the state. My name is Siggy Reese, and I'm so excited to introduce my co-host, Ansley Franco. Ansley, welcome to Business Brief. Hey, thank you so much for having me. We're so excited to have you here. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Hey, so I am a first-year graduate student here at Mizzou. I heard y'all say M-I-Z, but I went to undergrad at Auburn, where we say War Eagle. I uh, majored in journalism then. I am pursuing an investigative track journalism master's degree now, and I worked for Missouri Business Alert last semester, so I'm excited to see what Business Brief holds for this. Yeah, we're super excited, like I said. So are you ready to get into this week's headlines, your first time? Of course. Let's do it. The U.S. economy grew at a rate of 3.3% in the fourth quarter of last year, according to an initial estimate released Thursday. This was significantly higher than the expert prediction of 2%. For 2023 as a whole, the economy grew at a rate of 2.5%. This was largely due to strong consumer spending as well as state and local government spending. Governor Mike Parson delivered his State of the State address to the Missouri General Assembly on Wednesday. Parson spoke about his efforts to expand Interstate 70, as well as the state's recent tax cuts and paid-off debt. Delivering his final State of the State address as governor, Parson proposed a record budget of nearly $53 billion, and he emphasized a couple of longtime priorities, workforce development and infrastructure investment. Missouri General Assembly is back in session, and so is a sports betting debate. State lawmakers proposed legislation to legalize sports betting last session, but the bills failed to pass. A committee reviewed House legislation on the issue earlier this week. At the same time, sports betting companies and Missouri-based professional sports teams are engaging in lobbying efforts to get the issue on the ballot in November. Speaking of sports, a measure to help fund the Kansas City Chiefs and Royals stadiums is headed for the April ballot. Jackson County residents will vote on whether to extend the sales tax on the teams of stadiums for another 40 years. Jackson County legislators overrode a veto that would have left the question off the April ballot. This comes as the Royals are currently searching for a new stadium location and the Chiefs have not agreed to remain in Jackson County. An aluminum rod mill in Missouri is shuttering. Magnitude 7 Metals, a plant in Marston, announced its closure Wednesday. The plant attributed the closure to cold weather, stating the facility was beyond repair. Magnitude 7 Metals employs over 400 workers, and it gave less than a week's notice of its closure. The Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis is expanding its neurological research with a new facility worth over $600 million. The building opened last week, and it is the biggest project the university has undertaken, according to university administrators. The facility will allow researchers to collaborate and work on treatments for brain tumors, sleep disorders, dementia, and other neurological conditions. Labor unions in Missouri saw declining membership last year, according to new data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Nationally, however, union membership increased to 14.4 million, up slightly from 2022. Missouri was one of the 31 states in 2023 with union membership below the U.S. average of 10%. championship game this weekend, the eyes of the sports world are on the Kansas City Chiefs. But with that comes more of a spotlight on another star, acclaimed pop musician Taylor Swift. 
Oh, that's right. She's been to quite a few Chiefs games this season, right? Yes. Swift's relationship with Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey has brought her to Arrowhead Stadium and beyond, where she's usually seen in a suite with her friends, Kelsey's family, and quarterback Patrick Mahomes' family. Oh. And Swift's Missouri presence has impacted a lot of small businesses in the state, right? That's correct. Swift tends to wear a lot of Chiefs merch made and sold by small businesses. Some businesses have seen a surge in orders, especially from younger customers. And this isn't the first time Swift has influenced the Missouri economy, specifically while being at Arrowhead Stadium. Last July, Swift brought her Eras tour to Kansas City, bringing in an estimated local economic impact of nearly $50 million. Wow. Is Missouri's Taylor Swift era expected to continue? So that is what I aim to find out. I spoke to Jacqueline Rifkin. She's a marketing professor at Cornell University and a former professor at the University of Missouri, Kansas City. Rifkin told me she believes the Kansas City Swift hype will persevere as Swift and Kelsey stay together. Interesting. And why is it that so many people are invested in Taylor Swift, both in and outside of Missouri? Well, Rifkin says Swift has two assets that attract such a big audience. For one, Swift has achieved a sense of authenticity and closeness with her fan base, also known as Swifties. Fans feel like they really know her, and fans feel like uh, her songs are, you know, written for them. She's really good at creating this feeling of, you know, she's not a million miles away in the stratosphere. She's kind of right there with you, singing to you in your living room kind of feeling, and it, and it feels very honest. It doesn't feel manufactured. And the second skill Swift has, according to Rifkin, is a brand community, which is a consumer psychology term for consumers who share love for a brand. Taylor's created these really strong communities, like on Reddit, a really active subreddit, and with the whole friendship bracelets trend of having fans sort of come together and feel this sense of closeness and community and belonging, um, even if they don't know each other, just sheerly by the fact that you know, they like Taylor Swift and they share the same values and they, they share the same, um, you know, experiences like going through heartbreaks along with Taylor and sort of evolving together. Rifkin even felt the sense of closeness from her own personal experience at the Eras Tour in New Jersey, while she did not know a lot of Swift's music before attending. I mean, it was it was like really striking and, and I felt like even just from like an outsider's perspective, it was really kind of... Um, surprising and noteworthy that there was just this sort of embedded kind of close friendship feeling, you know, within seconds of entering the arena. Jeez. And Siggy, you're a big Swifty yourself, right? Yes. It's been really cool to see her spend so much time in the state. Well, it'll definitely be interesting to see what else Swift does here in Missouri as football season wraps up. Definitely. Maybe she'll re-release her version of Reputation soon, although that doesn't really have much to do with Missouri. For our next story, we're taking a look at how some Missourians are helping companies tackle a big internal issue. Okay, and what issue would that be? Sustainability. Interesting. So what do companies hope to change to be more sustainable? Lots are looking to reduce their waste and pollution. Missouri Business Alert reporter Lucy Valeski spoke to Doug Nydick, the Sustainability Unit Manager for the Ozarks Environmental Water Resources Institute at Missouri State University, about how the institute is helping companies accomplish this. Here's that story. Can you describe that pollution prevention program at Missouri State? 
Sure. We provide pollution prevention and sustainability technical assistance um, programs to Missouri companies. We focus uh, right now a lot on manufacturing. So we work with all different types of industries and manufacturing, helping them find ways to reduce waste, conserve energy, save money, and really advance their overall sustainability program. And we do that through essentially providing experiential opportunity for Missouri University students. But we also work to develop uh, summer internship opportunities for university students to work with these manufacturing companies to implement projects that maybe we identified during assessment, or maybe it's a project that the companies identified on their own, but they really just need some additional resources. And what type of projects do you not assign, but give uh, manufacturers to reduce their waste? It really depends on the company. So what we do is we'll go on site and we'll do an assessment. We'll look at their manufacturing processes from raw materials coming in to finished product going out. We also work with companies on finding ways to reduce hazardous waste and associated air emissions. So we'll do things like it could be new technologies. Again, it could be a filtration system. Um, it could be substituting, basically replacing a hazardous material with a less hazardous alternative. It really just depends on you know what what companies are doing. Like I said, we work with a lot of industries. So we're working with aerospace, automotive, metal fabrication, machining, chemical, food and beverage. So a lot of different opportunities. Absolutely. And why are manufacturers interested in reducing their waste in the first place? Well, a lot of we see a lot of companies are um, one. They're just motivated to be more efficient, right? They really want to reduce um, their impact on the environment through through utilizing efficiency practices. Uh, which also helps them reduce their operational costs. Uh, but a lot of companies we're seeing now uh, really motivated from looking at um, from a sustainability perspective. They're they're either engaged with ESG programs or whatever it might be, um, or they're just getting um, you know some questions from their customers and sometimes their employees on you know what are they doing to improve uh, the environment, improve the community. Yeah, definitely. How have you seen the program grow over the last few years or since it started? It's been great. We just started this just a couple of years ago uh, with, um, and it's, the demand has been very, very, uh, well, it's been increasing, which has been, which has been very, very good. Uh, mainly because, you know, this is a new program in the state of Missouri. Um, our program, a program like ours, the Pollution Prevention Technical Assistance Program, it exists in other states like Illinois, Kansas, Iowa, and Nebraska, but we really didn't have one for Missouri. So we started it and with partial with with partial grant funding. And what's what's really allowed us to do is do a lot of outreach to companies, let them know that this opportunity exists. We've partnered with the Missouri Association of Manufacturers, which has been an outstanding partner helping us communicate the program out to companies within the state. We've done outreach through other entities as well. But we're really seeing uh, the more companies learn about this opportunity, the more they're interested because it is a free service. And I use these programs when I was in Illinois. Um, the University of Illinois has a program just like this. And I used them uh, before because I just it was great to have them come in and kind of look at my operations and say, you know, what am I missing? What opportunities exist that we're just not seeing? So it, it's a great resource for that. And like I said, you know, f finding those opportunities really help reduce the impacts and reduce the, the cost of the company. So what goals do you have for the program going forward? Our program is really just to grow it. 
We're also creating a sustainability certification program for Missouri manufacturers. So with that program, our goal is to um, help companies really improve their programs, but also provide them with the recognition uh, they deserve for the success that they've had. It is now time for us to get into our words of the week. Ansley, what's your word this week? My word is school spending. Okay, some alliteration there. Mm -hmm. Why is school spending in the news? I'm specifically talking about higher education spending. A new report from a conservative-leaning group called the American Council of Trustees and Alumni found many institutions are spending too much money on administrative expenses. Okay, tell me more about that. These critics argue that universities are spending too much on administrative costs such as legal fees, fiscal operations, public relations, and executive management. Additionally, there is heavy criticism of student services and diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI initiatives. Interesting. So what do the numbers say? Well, it's a little conflicting. The American Council of Trustees and Alumni found administrative spending increased by over 6% from 2016 to 2021. The instructional spending fell by nearly 5% during the same time period. However, data collected by the same organization shows that student services spending, which can include DEI, has dropped from 2016 to 2021. That's all I've got this week. What's your word, Siggy? My word is catalytic converters. More alliteration. Yes. What's going on with those? So you've probably heard about catalytic converter theft that's been happening across the country. I definitely have. I'm guessing Missouri has seen its fair share of theft as well. Yes. So Kansas City just sentenced the kingpin of catalytic converter theft to five years in federal prison this week. A man named James Spick made $11 million from theft between 2018 and 2021. Oh my goodness, how did that happen? So Spick owned a store in Independence called J&J Recycling. Attorneys alleged his business was critical to the criminal community as he bought thousands of stolen catalytic converters. Closing thought, here's Jacqueline Rifkin on her predictions for Taylor Swift's trajectory in 2024. Whatever she does, it's going to be, it's going to be thoughtful and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be done to make fans feel happy and included and, and in the know. Well, that is all for this week. The M33 Project provided the music for this episode. For my co-host, Ansley Franco, editors Brianna Davis, Gabriella Lacey, Sharon Rakebdar Xavier, Skylar Rossi, and Michael Stacey, I'm Siggy Reese, and this has been Business Brief. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.